We're live, PKN episode 139. Ah, thing popped on the screen. It's all good. Um, it was a webcam controller software. Anyway, so how is it? We but were just we talking are about recording. Yeah, yeah, we yes. are recording. We were talking about the Sopranos just before the yeah. show started, and I don't. I, I'm enjoying the show. I'm rewatching the show now. For people who know it super well, I'm at the end of season four, and uh, Kyle knows it really well. It just Tony. It, it, I was saying normally. He has a code, and while the code's a little fucked up and it involves murder here and there, at least, you know, if you follow the rules of this code, you can, you know, he, he could be... He's not he, a maniac. He behaves not, predictably. He would never kill a person for no reason at all. He, he doesn't take pleasure in killing. Mm -mm. He doesn't take pleasure in that at all. He certainly takes pleasure in dominating and asserting his will upon others. Like, he's, he's definitely a sociopath because of the years of... Violence, you know, he, he murdered a man when he was like ten years old or something but like that in that basement. Real life killing and moving and stuff is for him. Like I play chess, and I don't mean to say I'm a good chess player. I just mean to say I don't show a lot of remorse when I take your rook. You know, like that—that that was the move I needed to make to, to try to succeed in this game. And uh, I like that approach more than like the Batman code, which, when you think about it, like think of how many people died. At the hands of Batman, basically, because he didn't just get shit done when he could have got shit done. When he's like, oh, I've got this maniac who wears makeup and he's a he's a bona fide psychopath. He's not someone who goes off and robs a pawn shop randomly and then goes to his parole officer and is like, oh, I done fucked up. I done fucked mm -hmm. up. It's like, no, there's someone who cuts off fingers of children for fun and he'll catch him and then not end it. And so really, who's worse, Batman or Tony Soprano? I haven't watched The Sopranos. So I'm leaning Batman. Tony Soprano. He, he is worse. He is worse. But, but I'm sure his Taylor makes an sure argument that I can kind of get behind, yeah. though. Yeah, like, I'm sure I, yeah, his community's safe, right? I bet for everybody. Batman is inherently flawed with that code, and that's why I'm glad to see you know in the newest version of of uh, the the Affleck Batman. You know, he's he's roughing people up. Some people died in that fucking movie. He killed he a guy. Right. Wasn't there yeah. a scene around his mother's kidnapping? Well, it's Affleck. Superman's oh. mother, uh, and he's saving her, and he kills a couple guys in that scene. He definitely like maims many people. You know, he's branding folks and stuff. But yeah, I get your point. It's a problem. Probably a better code than Tony's. Are they confirmed just... dead in that in uh, the new Batman? Or because there's a lot of deaths in Batman. Sometimes I just feel like Batman kills people in the same way. Like if I picked up like a neighbor's annoying dog and like threw it off the balcony and I heard it like bark, 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 and I just like walked away real quick. Like it's probably fine. I didn't see anything. <laughs> like when he like captures a bad guy and he throws him over and then he goes to fight and the other guy he just has to tune out the. <laughs> and then you know but what you want is batman to be like you wanted to get the joker down and the joker to be like i'm never gonna stop it'll never stop it'll i'm always gonna get free and he's just like not this time and just shoots the joker in the head and he's like done fucking done would he have to not use yes. some ridiculous like harpoon gun to do it though because it just seems like batman wouldn't have a clock sure. right yeah no he <laughs> shoot him in the head with that repelling thing he's always yeah blasting, like rope Shoot him in the head with that. He's not going to survive that shit. It seemed like that would do it. The but yeah, I, that, uh, that Christian I, I, Bale war, it seemed like so <laughs> dangerous when he was wearing it that like to fight someone, like it put me in that suit, not a trained fighter, mm. and then make me fight Kyle and Kyle's in street clothes. It will be a challenge for me not to kill Kyle just on accident. Just yeah, as like, aha, and, his, I'll, and I'll bump you his, here. Uh, oh, oh shit. And they're all going through your chest right now. 
Like, yeah, Batman's got those blades uh, on on the on his uh, hmm. forearm there, and like, if you're blocking a blow or anything like that, right. you're just maiming the guy. Like, like it, you, it really would be hard to deal with somebody in a suit like that if they were mobile. But if you watch the movie, watch it. Motherfucker can't turn his goddamn head in that scene. Hmm. Like when when they stick the dogs on him and stuff. Like that's an uh, he's a, he's that's, like an owl. That's what know? I was like the entire time I studied Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> People sometimes want me to get back into it. And it's like, oh, the worst part of it was just always being injured. Like, the fact that I can't turn my head, that's just about a given. We just add up from there. Like, oh, I have bad thumb, twisted knee, sprained, rolled ankle. Like, that's all in addition to a neck you can't turn, which is just That's a funny comparison a from your age and your perspective. Because, <laughs> like, I'm sure when you were 20, when you were my age, you were like, whatever, I'll do this fucking forever. Like, if I mess up my ankle a little bit, Give it a couple weeks, it'll be fine. Mm. It'll be fine. I'll take it easy for a bit. I'll just, you know, do all my activities on one leg. Now you're like, man, I really want to go do jujitsu again, but uh, walking without pain is something I want to do the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> something that you got, I care about. You know? Meanwhile, you I got Anderson Silva over there. What's Anderson like? Forty-one, getting ready uh, to fight at the next UFC event. What he's not taking HGH and yeah, I, I do have fewer steroids than Anderson. I don't so. know if I, I don't know what Anderson's on these days. He's not on the good shit he used to be on. And, and hey, they just so he Anderson was about to, yeah yeah he was about to fight that Kevin Gastelum guy. Mm -hmm. And guess who got popped for steroids? The other fucking guy. So no. I, I think Anderson's. Well, it's just it's worth noting because I, I look well, when I Anderson see someone on or. When I see someone pop for steroids or estrogen blockers or like, you know, this is usually something we use to mask steroids, I just put them in the steroid category. But sure. gasoline got popped for marijuana. Was it? Yeah, so that's different ah, to me. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah. night and day. Diff yeah. Well, what a goddamn shame. Sorry, sorry that he doesn't get to fight. Yeah. I wish that were making more of a case out of that. They, they said failed drug test, and I was like, well, shit. I, gasoline didn't look... Like, like usually with steroids, I what I associate with steroids is um, a really low body fat con. Uh, right, really right. low body fat, and, and and but it'll be on a guy who doesn't have that kind of cardio that you develop from getting that low body fat content. Usually, guys who have super low body look like a Bruce Lee or something. Like I bet he had cardio for days, right? Mm -hmm. I bet it took him so yeah. much goddamn cardio to get that body fat down to six percent, which is where it was when he didn't enter the dragon. That he could run for days, but 6%. but but then you yeah six percent. But then you see these big hulking UFC guys, especially like maybe three years ago or so when it was rampant, mm -hmm. and they're really low body fat. But those guys can't get out of the third round. Like they're 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 all gassed. They're they're relying on going in there and smashing somebody in one or two or three rounds. Joe, Joe Rogan used to describe them as V8s. They're, they're they're like he's like look, you get this guy as a V8, he's got a ton of power, and that's great. But that guy sucks down fuel. And, you know, come at the end of the third round, he's out of gas. And I was like, God, yeah, the, somehow that just worked for me. The last UFC event was full of uh, all kinds of stuff. We should save that for PK because <clears> I think it's pretty interesting. And I want to rewatch the fights a second time. Yeah, um, I am. I spent opinion. a lot of time. This is the co-main event I think Kyle's talking about mostly. Yeah. I spent a lot of time looking at that knee uh, where that ended the fight. And, um, yeah, we can save the talk. But I've got a yeah, gift that shows it frame by frame. That. Um, huh. okay. uh, oh, and, and so I got caught up on Walking <coughs> Dead. That's that's how we got into Sopranos. Talk. Sopranos mm -hmm. is infinitely better than Walking Dead. Just to, yeah, I think so. Just, just to lay my although I will there. say, Sopranos is over, and Walking Dead could be Star Trek like in its 
uh, continuance. You know, it wouldn't like surprise me. Following, well, it could be like, days of our lives. Like it could it, be it could fifty go on years forever. that this thing yes. goes on. Like the Dr. whole Who. cast could get replaced, and or we could just pop up in another community with the Walking Dead universe, and in the same way that Star Trek did. Uh, so to say, Star Trek is. I'm sorry. To say Walking Dead's not as good, it's like, well, score's not posted on that one. It could turn out to be really something. Well, they have. Yeah, that's really something I they could like just do infinitely. Like, just as soon as one troop, it's like, man, 70% of these people are dead and we're losing viewership because nobody cares. All right, we're starting the same thing. This time, it's a group of people in Memphis and we're just picking up right around this same time. And I think just the star have of the show fill. is Rick. I think without Rick, you don't have much of a show. Um, Rick is why I watch the show, and it's, it's he's what I like. He's the best actor out of all of them. There, he's the one who like, I don't know, like he's always breaking down, fucking tearing up, and that crying. Doesn't do and it shit. for me. I'm it does tired. For me. When he, I look, when they meet the garbage people, and and he sees them, and the garbage smiles. people, like, they live in a they live in like a landfill. Some of the they, fans like, call them the, the, the fans. Yeah. They're known as the garbage pail kids. <laughs> well, so they live at this point. They live in a garbage pail. A gar- well, not a garbage. Little pail. group of so people. They, they live in a community inside the uh, the uh, a, um, ah. garbage. So a lot of communities have found different and interesting survival techniques. Right? We found a small one that lived in a prison, and then our group came in there and partnered with them, and etc. Um, and then that that's the thing because the prison is a really nice fortress. But there's dead people in there, and there, and then even the live people there, maybe not as trustworthy as an average. I don't know, and that's an issue. You had another guy who like he did a fun. He, he was a priest. He did like a food drive, and then he just survived for like a year on all the food while other people were pounding on the door saying, "Please help me." And he's just being selfish. Um, so different people like found little sub like, gated communities and just made the gates really good. And this pe- these people found a landfill. And they're just like, dude, this landfill is a bountiful harvest of apocalyptic useful items. Um, and that's how they, they survive. So yeah. I, it's interesting. One more. I don't know. What is it like a next. real landfill or is it like a junkyard wars landfill where they're like, we got to add some stuff to our buggy quick. They run <laughs> out six it. minutes later, they're like, it's I found two swords that we, <laughs> we haven't explored it yet. As a kid, I, did, I had no concept of the fact that they had planted those items in the junkyard and so the most stressful part of that show as a kid watching it was like oh man man i'm baffled that these people are finding shit every time you'd think that every once in a while there'd be a team that couldn't find yeah i hope they find a propeller oh that propeller they found isn't the right gauge oh they oh thank god another one in the adjacent (laughs) pile you know (laughs) yeah you know there's like producers like ah shit that's the wrong propeller you know can we move (laughs) the right propeller on the edge of their project so they did yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely what they did. And people, um, they would the, submit the plans. Dump is bad CGI, honestly. Go. It looks bad, like the I garbage dump. Right. Um, I, and I will say this: The Walking Dead in general, their CGI is shit. Oh my! It God. is shit. It is bottom fucking television tier from their fake looking tiger to their fake looking uh, tiger. I'd like. To yeah, see I thought the tiger, tiger was real. Oh God, no! He's green screened, <laughs> but I think the tiger's real. Um. I don't think the tiger's fucking real. Um, he does not look real to me. Um, maybe there's some scenes that have a real tiger in them, like for close-ups. But like when he's moving and he's like sitting there, oftentimes can, like just on a chain. He's can fake. we watch some? This this is the deer scene in Walking Dead. Oh, the deer! Oh my god, the Dude, deer looks like so. I have a I hunting watched... video game. It's like Cabela's 2016. <laughs> it looks so much more real than this deer. When I'm playing Cabela's 2016, I feel a little <laughs> sorry for the elk and the bear because they're like. Ah! when you shoot them 
Look at this deer. All right. I'm, are you guys queued up at zero? I'm yeah. ready. For the deer is terrible. Ready, set, play. I just muted mine. So that deer doesn't look too bad That's yet. right there. It was standing still, so it looks fine. Let's see what happens. I mean, even when it's standing still, from the he's going to climb this thing to get a better angle. He wants to kill it to feed his girlfriend. Yeah, I think earlier in this episode, he prevented the girl from getting a kill. And I was trying nah, to like he, um, make it up. Well, she had killed the deer, and, and he and she had to give it to Negan uh, instead of. Oh, you know, oh my look, God! This look is at TV. that deer. That deer is shit. That. How hard is it to get a goddamn deer, right? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I could let them. There's some. I saw two like, on. Well, when we were in Colorado, I was like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna get like this this like zookeeper to come to our place with deer. a bunch of like monkeys and stuff? Look they at the deer. It. It's terrible." The the deer shadow isn't going the right direction. <laughs> okay. That's that, that's man. That's that's a whole new. Man, I always feel bad for the actors a little bit when I see that because the actor themselves is just gonna go there and be like, you know, be told, all right, you're gonna climb up here and you're gonna look down like you see a deer and that you're gonna kill it. And so they go up there and like have to, or even worse if it's a monster where it's like you're gonna see three monstrous trolls or like whatever it is and you look and you see them and they have to be like, oh, 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 just at nothing. And then they watch that clip later of them going, oh, at just the shittiest, weakest, most awful looking CGI monsters. And they just have to sit there and watch and be like, oh God, I, I was, I'm a part of this. That was shit tier. Um, <laughs> that was shit tier. I, uh, but, 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 I Zombies I, look I good, have though. mixed feelings. Uh, the zombies look great. That's where they excel. They have a really good FX uh, group. I've met makeup, some of those, people. right? Yeah, because it's makeup. A lot of it's makeup, um, and it varies from like a mask that that like you know probably cost thirty or forty dollars. Like some of the background zombies are wearing masks, but the front, the foreground zombies are, are, are you know really intricate makeup and stuff. I had a friend who is um, she got to be one of the zombies in The Walking Dead. I it goes way back to when like season three i think like i think that uh she kills one of the governor's main men or something like that mm. like she's ah, like, like kills him and you get to see her face and her she got these big green fake eyes and everything it's, it's fucking cool um but man that cgi is shit I, as far as this slat you know the second half of season seven mm -hmm. and season seven in general i guess i have really mixed feelings uh, about the whole thing some people felt like it was one of the series lows. Like, season seven was one of the worst of all. After season two, which is generally agreed upon to be the worst. Season um, two is shit. Other um, people feel like season bad. seven was not that bad, and they enjoy the slow burn that, that brings it. And I like some uh, slow burn. I liked um, I wanted to talk about that. Bone Tomahawk. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't feel I like, feel like this too. was a slow burn because um, I, I gorged it, right? Like I watched it all at once or uh, binged, binged it. it. I watched yeah. it all at once. Um, I watched like nine consecutive episodes mm -hmm. one day. I was like, let's fucking get caught up on Walking Dead. And, you know, it was like, oh, well, that moved along pretty nicely. I <laughs> I don't know if I had watched it over the course of you nine weeks. Nine weeks, yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's a failing of the way we're taking the, the show in, not so much the show, because I promise you, if you'd watched it all, in, in one thing, mm -hmm. you're like, ooh, okay, that leads well into the next one. And then, it, it, and like, uh, I like the whole bit with Carl going off and, and, and his whole, whole interaction with Negan. I think that showed so much into like the way Negan's mind works to see, like, there's that scene where Negan's like, 
let me see what's under that hat and that bandage, kid. Come on, take it off. And the kid takes off his hat and takes off his bandage. And the kid's been shot in the eye. His eye is gone. The eye socket's gone. It's gruesome. Yes. And, and Negan's like, holy fucking shit, that is gross. God <laughs> damn. Oh, no wonder you keep that shit covered up, kid. Fuck. You know, and the kid starts crying. And Negan is caught off guard. He didn't expect that. Because his He's kid's been, been kind of a badass. Not only that, but he's kind of unaware that, that he's affected. He's going to affect the kid in any way. He, he realizes that, that, that he's like spoken without thinking almost. He's like, oh, shit, I guess, kid. I, I didn't mean he, to fucking hurt your feelings and all. God damn it. Tell you the truth, that shit looks hardcore. That'll scare the shit out of people. It might not be a hit with the ladies, but that's rad as fuck. <laughs> but there's even a part where he tells the kid, like, you know what? My, my impression of you is you're a... A badass. I think that's the word he uses. Yeah. You know, don't go ruining that. You know, don't yeah, change my impression or I'll kill you or something like that. Carl asks. He's like, what are you going to do with me? Because like Carl stows away, goes to Negan's like, fucking camp and uh, and like jumps out the back of a truck with a machine gun. And, and in the in the comics, he kills six of them. In the show, he kills two right away. And Negan's and they, they capture him and everything. And Negan's like, we've got a guest. He's so impressed by this kid. Uh, the, and, he, he, and the kid asked, Carl asked him, what are you going to do with me? He's like, shit, kid, don't go, uh, you know, changing my, the way I look at you. I, I picture you as a serial killing badass. Like, don't <laughs> shatter my image of you now. Like, and because he is right. He's grown up during this whole zombie thing and it's made Carl into a Tough real, guy. a real different kind of human being. And the next step in human evolution, <laughs> as far as this world's yeah. concerned, have you watched, have you read the comics and gotten to the the end of Negan's story and or what comes afterwards. The, I. Uh, well, maybe not the end of Negan's story, yeah, but yeah, have yeah. you gotten to uh, the end of the war? There's like uh, I am well like into the, the whispers is where I think your head is. Cool. Yeah. No. Cool. If yeah, I'm behind yeah. on the comics, it's only by a week or two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're you're, you're quite caught up. Probably. Yeah, you're farther ahead than I am because I, I know about the whispers and what they are, and that's about it. I was like, ooh, this will be good for whenever it happens, like three years from now. Ah, yeah, no, I. Uh, they're in the midst of a whispers battle in my timeline. Yeah, cool. so it's yeah, it, it, there's a lot of stuff to take from that uh, those graphic novels. Uh, I, I just don't know how I feel about it. I, I enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing, but it was not excellent. It was not great. And I felt like there were a lot of moments where I was there like, God damn it, that's bullshit. That wouldn't happen. That's fucking horse shit. Like, don't write yourself into a corner and you won't have to write yourself back out of one. Mm. It's so simple. It's not like, oh, well, we have no choice but to, but to live in this, you know, write stories in a zombie world. I guess they have to be stupid. Like, no, that's not the case. You have a choice, so you don't have to write your characters into a position like when they're at the gate and all of the trash people have them at gunpoint. The everybody we care about in the show is at gunpoint, and anybody who's ever held a gun knows that what it takes to make a gun go off is the slightest twitch of your goddamn finger, and it happens in a tenth of a fucking second plus a quarter second of your reaction time. Done. It's over. And there's this moment where there's a mild distraction, and mm -hmm. it isn't even a distraction that would distract any of the people holding the weapons. And all of our heroes turn around, turn around 180 degrees, and start blasting away at the bad guys like. It's just silly. Like, if there had been an explosion that knocked people on their feet, if there had been a flash of light that literally blinded people and our heroes knew to close their eyes, if there had been gas attack, or if there... Anything. But, so anything but what they did is the right. problem with it? Yeah. But some <laughs> so guy from like, 15 feet away went... 
Yeah. <laughs> they saw a rare bird. And then, you know. <laughs> like, literally what it is, is a zombie surprisingly comes on the scene. One zombie tackles one guy, and everybody's like, ooh, kind of caught off guard when this happens. And then, like, an army of people fuck up in that moment. But, the, but all of our friends, all the people we care about, they don't get distracted. They don't fuck up. They immediately turn around and take advantage of the situation yeah. like they're all telepathic. Like Picard just gave number one the fucking mm. wink or something. Cletus the friendly zombie right on schedule. <laughs> now, boys! And then they turn around and shoot. It, it was interesting. It actually was. Or were they not even in cahoots with the zombie? They actually were in cahoots with the zombie. It's pretty fucking cool. It was the big payoff of the episode was that one of their friends had been taken captive by Negan and his badass fuckers. And they present this person to his, their, his friends in a coffin. Open the coffin up and they're going to go like, this is your friend. Brought her back to you. But she's alive in the coffin. It's just kind of a, a show kind of thing. She's, she's alive in there. But she killed herself while she, uh, along the ride to there. So she would be a zombie when he cracked her open. Of course, she would have to know that he was going to stand the, the coffin upright and stand right next to it and then go, dink, 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 you in there? Not necessarily, no. All she needed to know was that they were going to use her as a bargaining chip, so she just removed that chip. It turned yeah. out that by doing that, you know, she was able save to attack, the yeah, save the day. I bet suicide like, becomes way easier in the zombie apocalypse. We're like, probably just on like a random Wednesday. At some point, you are like, there's just one more thing Dude. that happens. We're like, you thought you were going to get to sleep in after a long hike, and then a zombie at like 4 a.m. And you're just like, oh my god, that is it! And you kill the zombie, and they just bang! <laughs> That's interesting and, you say know? that, because that, they, that they, happens. they come upon scenarios where it's already happened. Like, they, they, they're always scavenging through houses and stuff. They go in this one house, and like, they're all the children, like, in their beds, shot in the head with like a towel over their face. There's the mother in a bed shot in the head with a towel over her face, and there's the father in the bed. He, they, like the dad has murdered his entire family and then himself and like left some note or, or something. It, there, there's lots of times where you come upon that. Uh, there's one time where you come upon a guy who's like a, a zombie who's sort of blocked into the back part of a restaurant type thing, and there's a note that says, do what we couldn't do. You know, It was some family members who couldn't kill their brother, father, son, whatever. You know, lots of then, dark shit like that. And that's where The Walking Dead should draw from. End of season that, one. That shit, that that's real the, shit. So end of season one, uh, they're trying to get to like the center of disease control. And there's a scientist there. He's on top of the game. He understands this. Why is everyone laughing? I was laughing because he goes, that real shit. It's <laughs> like that, that real shit. And there's a, there's a big line in the show where the guy is going to, he has a way to like kill everyone in the building. And so that they don't have to live through this horror and uh, they let Rick and his crew out. And he's like, you know, oh, thank you so much. And he's like, you won't thank me later. And, and that just like it keeps coming back when people watch Rick in a really bad situation. They're like, this guy told him that he was not going to be grateful for letting him live. That letting him live was not the kind option. And sure enough, they've had a really bumpy road. I bet he's happy that he's, uh, you know, lived through all of it. I bet he'd do it all again. Um, I'm glad he's got his hand in the show. You know, I feel his like hand? that. Oh, does he lose it in the the? He loses comic the hand books? in the pretty in early the in the in the comic, and uh, the show, or and the comic writer that Kirkman guy mm -hmm. uh, said that he regretted that, and uh, I guess like some of the things that he messed up or felt he messed up in the comics, he's tried to write as he influences the show, and that but was one of them. I hope they thing. don't cut the guy's hand off. The the show keeps fucking with you about Rick's hand. Like there's a scene where he's like, look. 
I'm either going to kill your son or I'm going to cut your hand off. And he takes a Sharpie and draws right where he's going to cut it. And everyone watching is like, oh, my God, are they going to sync up the show with the comic? Are they going to sync up the show with the comic? And, and then I think at the end of season seven, there was another reference to Rick losing yeah, his hand. Yeah, he said, I'm going to take – Negan gets him back – Negan uh, keeps giving uh, – and I wanted to get to this, that I think ne Negan isn't that bad of a guy. Negan is not a monster. He is just a, you know, iron fist kind of ruler guy. He's, he's not taking any shit, but he's got a code. He's got a system. And like after like the fourth time of him threatening Rick, punishing Rick and just let but but still letting Rick go on and live. Um, he's got him on the ground like Rick and his son. And he's got that goddamn barbed wire bat. And he's like, so I'm going to kill Carl. I'm gonna kill Carl. I'm gonna hit him in the head as hard as I can. He's like, you know, this is Negan. Like, like he he spells out the horrible things that are about to happen to you, and you just sit there shaking in fear. Because I'm gonna hit on him it. real <laughs> hard in the head, one solid lick. Because I like him. Because I like him. And then I'm gonna take your hands, Rick. I'm gonna take your hands with Lucille. And Rick's like, go ahead, take my hands. Kill Carl. Told you already. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> He's so fucking, and yeah. I'm like, ah, Rick's so He's fucking like, hardcore. Someday like, I'm gonna hands, kill you. Yeah. Kill my son. Do whatever you want. But I already told you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna. <laughs> no matter what, it's coming. <laughs> this like this I if I were a Negan of a universe, and I assume he's just the regional warlord, basically, mm -hmm. like running some, you know, protection racket for food. If I were that guy and I ever had a lineup, doesn't matter if they're as intimidating as Rick, doesn't matter if it's a small girl, anyone ever says to me, I'm going to kill you. When I get out of here, you're fucking dead. That person just said their last word. Like, <laughs> there's, I never am going to be that evil warlord who's waking up one morning and, and to like a knife blade on my neck and some like 17 year old boy is like, You thought I wouldn't remember my father? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, <laughs> I'm dying. Like, no, you you killed my right away. Yeah, that's coming. That would be and hard that's what too, you, though. Because you well, wouldn't want to chop people's hands. Like, you. you'd have to be like, Where's the food? I'm going to chop your hand off. I'm not telling you where that food is. All right, you get uh, like four more chances, dude. Like I don't want to do this. This he is gonna be gross. So many chances. Like like he he doesn't want to kill Rick. He doesn't want to because Rick is Rick is a unique kind of guy. He really is well suited to this the, this world they live in. He's he's basically feral. He's ferocious. He's intelligent. He yet for real. He's 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 intelligent. He's he's resourceful. He's incredibly good with other people. Whether it's manipulating them or 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 bringing them rightly so to his side. He's the best, and Negan sees this. You know, he doesn't want to expend this valuable resource. He's got a band of thugs with him. You know, like Rapey Bob. That he's he's <laughs> like, uh, he can't, but he has a code, and he sees that here's a guy that he wants on his fucking team, and he's trying to like crush this man and break him like an animal and bring him into his service. That's what he does. He he doesn't just want power. The thing isn't like, ah, oh, I'm happy to be here in post-apocalyptic shit land. I don't, and, and I'm the ruler of that. He wants more. Deegan wants to rebuild society. He's just got a real harsh way of like forming the new society. You Super know. Super interesting about Negan. He is not down with rapey stuff. No. And you know when the rules break down, there are a lot of guys. It would seem in post-apocalyptic society who are like, you know what? Let's get a little rapey. Every other animal in the kingdom does it. I, I yeah. think it's time for us. And and you have Even like walks in female on, prisoners and just females in positions of weakness as they tend to be next to any guy alone. And uh, Negan does not allow that rapey shit. Negan walks. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Like 
like this zombie apocalypse ever does occur, mm-hmm. like there's going to be a lot of newfound, like cropped up murderers and rapists and shitheads who just do stuff for the fuck of it. Like even before it even gets like totally bananas, you know, not like walking around on this road six months in and you see someone, you just kill them or rape them for the fuck of it. Like, like the super two days in during Katrina. Yeah. Look at all the rapes example. and assaults and murders in uh, at the super at the Superdome back during Katrina. Like, like, yeah, it doesn't take long for society to melt down and we become pretty feral ourselves, it seems, especially in big groups like that concentrated mm-hmm. together. It doesn't work. Yeah, you get the crowd mentality where one person does something crazy and then you go, well, I can do something crazy or, oh, well, that just person just did something crazy and they got an extra bottle of water. I'm not going to be the person who doesn't do something crazy and misses out on water. Or 10 I like people his code, are doing something so. crazy and you feel like you can't do anything to stop 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. I like his code though. I like the the anti-rape thing. Um yeah, he he walks <laughs> in. He walks in on like one of his guys in the early stages of like raping a pri- a female prisoner. He's like ripping at her clothes and stuff and he's like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And the guy stands up like, ah, "Sorry, Negan." He's like, were, "Were you were you about to rape that woman?" Is it, "Well, uh, uh no, no, shut the fuck up. You were about to rape that woman." <laughs> Damn it! What am I going to do? And he just sticks a knife in his fucking belly and fucking kills him right there instantly. And uh, and then he starts talking to the woman. He's like, now he's like, you see, I'm not a monster, you, but I got people like Rapey Bob here that want to <laughs> break the rules. And when that happens, you know, people die. And so, so this is what it's, it's great. I Rapey like that he has these ru- Rapey Bob. I think that's what he called like Rapey Joe or something like that. It's like, yeah, I like this. He's he's not a rapist. He's he he, he has a code he follows by, and he he really doesn't. In a lot of ways, I, I like Negan, and I, I I think Rick could have become Negan if he'd just been in a slightly different group. If his it's group a funny had thing been to put on like your post-apocalyptic like CV, where he's <laughs> like, oh, Negan starts fires, not a rapist. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's such a low bar of morality that someone not being a rapist is like, wow, this guy's got like his that. head on straight. <laughs> Starts fires, doesn't need insulin, not diabetic, and uh, yeah. doesn't rape. I really like and this guy. Rape. <laughs> it, it, oh, we talked about the communities, and Negan's community is set up in a, in a way that's pretty similar to our modern day lives, if you really boil it down, because you've got all these guys who work for him, and, and that work is scavenging or enforcing mm. Um, you know, the, the agreements, which are very one-sided, uh, with the other groups. So, you know, basically extorting people, but they get paid in points. And then you spend those points in the store for the items that were scavenged by everyone. So everyone's scavenging and piling this shit into the store and accruing points as they scavenge. And then you purchase what you want with points. So if you need insulin, that costs points. If you need bread, that's points. Everything is points, right? And, uh... I don't know. It seems like a good fucking system. I think that Rick could have easily become Negan if instead of like women and children and suburbanites, he had had bikers and thugs and rough, tough customers that needed a firm iron hand to be like, you raped, you get the iron. You know, we we, we got to nip this in the bud, you know. Does Taylor know what the iron is? Taylor doesn't know what the iron is. I don't know anything about this show. I've well, made they, a lot of inferences. As a punishment in the show, <laughs> they take an iron. It's an old-timey iron. You know, it's it's the old-timey. Yeah, it's you not plugging. You just heat it up on a fire. They put it in a furnace, yeah. like a like a smelting furnace, and then they bring it out with big gloves and like a long hook. And then he takes that iron with some more big gloves, and he sticks it to the side of your face when you've broken a major rule. Now, the two times I've 
I know about it happening. It happened to Dwight that works for him, and it happened to another guy that works for him. Both of those people slept with Negan's wives, plural. Um, but those wives. wives in both scenarios were the men who got Burns' former wives. Because what happens is, if you want to marry Negan and leave your husband, the point system doesn't matter anymore. Everything's free. You're off the point system. So maybe you're a hot chick who has a mother who needs insulin. Um, you might marry, leave your husband and marry Negan so that your mother gets her insulin. So the entire... Okay, no wonder this guy's anti-rape. He has an entire harem of women who That's he gives free thing. shit to, which <clears throat> just means, hey, you, you, no raping for you. I'm going to go back to my palace room in <laughs> this fucking Marriott or wherever they're living and, and have sex with all these women who don't want to have sex with me at all, but they will because they, their kids are hungry. Or whatever. Yes. Like, yeah, I, this this guy. Uh, I'm 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 souring on his moral <laughs> compass, Kyle. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not convinced. <laughs> I like no, to watch Taylor guy. put two he's and two together. Yeah. Like, oh, wait a minute. This yeah. guy yeah. who kills people with baseball bats wrapped with barbed wire. There's no meshing. He going might on be here. bad. <laughs> What's great about Negan no is there, there's a few characters in the show who aren't bad enough to warrant, say, Rick killing them. You know, mm. he, this guy isn't an outright villain. He's just a douchebag, you know? Like, every whenever there's a decision to be made, he'll take the cowardice way. He'll take the me way. Um, he might fuck the group to just secure himself a bit Hoard of safety some food, for a moment. maybe. Hoarding food. Uh, there's, there was a character just like this that lived in Rick's little community, this douchebag. Literally a polo-wearing, like, douchebag. And, 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 like, so this guy tries to go and, like, sidle up to Negan when Rick's away. Rick's off scavenging for Negan, risking his life to bring back, like, tons of weapons, like, like all these guns and ammo he found. Meanwhile, the polo guy, like, sidles up to Negan, and he's like, hey, I'm Carl, or whatever his fucking name, Billy Bob, or whatever the hell. And, like, they, they get a while into the conversation, and Negan's like, so you want me to kill Rick for you, and you'll take over. Let me think about this. Rick's out there, and his voice is raising every second. Mm. Rick's out there busting his ass for me right now, bringing me God knows what kind of goodies. You are here, and you, you're afraid of him. You want me to do your dirty work for you? You know what your problem is? You got no guts. And then he sticks a huge Bowie knife in the man's stomach and disembowels him right fucking there as fast as I just said it. And he goes, oh! My mistake. <laughs> I was wrong. There your guts are. They were just inside of you. And, oh, holding his guts. It's Negan is whenever Negan's on screen, you're like All right. He sounds like uh I mean like this may sound weird. He sounds like a less evil Ramsey. Right? No. No, because Ramsey likes to torture people. Negan doesn't like inflicting pain. That's no. what I'm saying. Negan is less evil than Ramsey. Ramsey yeah. delights in inflicting pain, yeah. and Negan seems to be someone who likes everybody around him to think that he doesn't enjoy inflicting pain, but he seriously does. Uh, because I don't think he does. Cause, cause, I, like, don't, I, I haven't said, where, seen the show. I'm just going by what you guys are saying. He tempers his own violence a lot. He's, he really wants them is to... Is this the man who burns people yeah. with irons? Yes. yes. But the man who sleeps with his Does wife. Does he beat people with bats wrapped in, uh, in wire and damaged He only wire. Think about the but I, No, no, but wait, wait. But I'm, uh, to be fair, I bet I'm sure that it was a henchman who did it. He obviously isn't a, a serious, someone who just likes to murder under the auspice of protecting others. Like, that wouldn't be what he did, right? He whooped him with that bat. Oh, he so was the one who did it. That you know why he whooped him with that bat. I don't need to watch this show. Very important. I gotta like, send a message. He killed. <laughs> 
one of them with a bat. He was like, look, you killed 30 of my men in their sleep while they were at work, because that's what Rick did. He went to a, a place where 30 of, of, of Negan's men and women who worked for him were, crept into their, where they stayed, and stabbed them in the skulls while they slept killed and murdered them all, thinking that was all of Negan's men, when it was just one little band of them. An outpost. And so Negan kills one of Rick's men. He's like, I gotta let you know, that shit ain't cool. He's like, that shit ain't cool. And, and then and somebody jumps up and like tries to hit him, and he's like, hey, hey! You get one for free. But the next time that happens, I will shut that shit down. So he kills one of them, and then another guy jumps up and takes a swing at him again. He's like, I just went through this. I was just laying the rules out to you 30 seconds ago. I said, I have to kill this guy because you killed 30 of mine. Seems like a small penance to pay. And I said that you get the first one for free when that guy tried to hit me. And with the second time, what did I say? I will shut that shit down. Well, back to it. And he kills another one. He fucking turns around and smashes the guy that everybody loves and just beats his eyeball out of his head. And, and, and now he's painted as some kind of a villain. <laughs> some I mean, kind this of is villain. something I like about Negan. Every time he kills someone, right? Like sometimes the offense is like minor, you know, they back talked or something like with the girl. I think he killed I, the Which girl was uh, the fat chick. Didn't she back talk him or something? Then he killed a different person for it. Fat people should really be on walking on fucking eggshells <laughs> in the post-apocalyptic world because oh, that did. would immediately oh, cause had a good thing. He's like, wait a, a minute, you've got her keeping inventory of your food. I don't know, Rick. I don't know. I think that's. I think I know where the food went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, he, he he that that same woman says to Negan, she she's like, we're, we're practically starving here. You've taken everything we have, and he goes. And by practically, you mean not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts fucking crying. Uh. And I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And you see him do that. That's twice you've seen him do that. So, so that's why mm -hmm. I think that, like, dude, not used to hurting people's feelings. That should be the, the big punishment in the apocalypse is eating to the point of getting noticeably fat. <laughs> like, because it's like, hey, that those love handles, this isn't 2017 anymore, buddy. That's just not you eating too many Cheez-Its. That's, that's two kids that could have eaten, oh, you know, like for a said. month. Like that, that, oh, that, what, what happened to the last person that didn't get enough to eat? They starved to death and now they're in a fucking hole somewhere. You're going to join them, aren't you? You know, or whatever the fuck uh, this maniac says to people. Speaking of shows that we're rewatching, have you guys rewatched House of Cards at all? Or have you only watched it once? So I, I'm watching it again. I watch it every season. I start like, like I watch season. So I've seen season one like three times, I guess. So, you know, every time it starts over, I begin at the beginning and catch okay, up. Okay. I, see, I haven't done that. I, I just watch as the new seasons come out, and I, in the, like a week ago, I was like, I'm going to watch the whole series again. And I don't know if I was just like so into the show that I was like letting all the nonsense just fly by the wayside, but re-watching this show, they should have just called this show Everyone Except for Frank, Claire, and Raymond Tusk is a blithering idiot who is trying to buy a bridge somewhere. <laughs> Every one of these people in this show, like I remember watching it the first time and thinking like, God damn, Frank Underwood, he is so clever coming up and just and doing all these things and wheeling and dealing. And now I'm watching it and it's just him lying badly to people and then people being like, you know, Frank, that's an excellent point. Where, the, where he'll just go, he went into the vice president's office in the first season 
And he's like, you know, they need a governor of fucking Pennsylvania. And he's like, I'm the vice president. I don't, I'm not going to be the governor. And he gives 20 seconds of, well, you know, I'll bring it by the president's ears just to make sure he's not thinking anything else about it. But I wouldn't put it past yourself. You're incredibly popular in Pennsylvania. And as my grandfather said, don't knock over your opponent's pieces unless you're willing to pick up the mess or whatever fucking nonsense he fucking says. All those stupid phrases that mean nothing. That one that I just said, I made that up. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And that's what all his phrases mean. They mean fucking nothing. And he just, he bamboozles person after person into making stupid decisions to the point where he tells the president, like, hey, you know that thing that like everybody doesn't want you to do with China? You should do that thing with China. <laughs> like, almost laughing at getting the president to do stupid things. And he goes and talks to Raymond Tusk, the guy in St. Louis, the billionaire who's controlling it all, you know, in the early seasons. And he's the only guy in the whole show that goes, Frank, are you trying to ruin the president? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Everyone else. No! No, Damn I am ball. looking out for the very best interest of the president. Mr. Tusk, you're so far away. I don't know. You quite not understand what's happening on the hill or whatever the fuck nonsense. You <laughs> and, and it's like, holy shit, just watching that scene, I'm like, no one has called him on any of this. Like in real life, if someone was like, hey, you know the guy who was in charge of getting the vice president to step down was also in charge of picking replacements of the vice president and ended up just doing it himself? <laughs> and now he's telling the president to do something that's wildly unpopular that could cause him to lose the Senate majority, meaning that impeachment would actually get rid of him or like whatever the fuck it was. Mm. You know, like, nah, just a bunch of, uh, you know, threads dangle and nothing connected. It's like, no, this this whole show only works if everyone in the in this weird Rick and Morty universe where everyone except for Kevin Spacey, that fucking Swedish looking bitch and the fat bald guy from St. Louis is retarded. None of them. Like I, it's almost upsetting me because I, I was so convinced that like <laughs> that it was a Frank clever was this show. master manipulator uh, and it was so clever and good. And now just watching it, it's like, God damn it. I was bamboozled. This isn't clever at all. Having a guy go, he's so confident that he's right, but I couldn't be more sure that he's wrong. Exactly. Mr. President. It's like, <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a little, uh, I, I think I'm watching too much of it too quickly. I'm getting worn thin. <laughs> you watched Lincoln. Uh, you thought it was too long. Uh, it was definitely too long. Um, and if Lincoln gave one more speech or irrelevant story, I was going to turn it off in all seriousness. <laughs> like, was, uh, I love the fucking stories. Just pretend like, like it's goddamn Abraham Lincoln for real because that's pretty close. I, I have to imagine that Abe Lincoln had a sense of urgency because he's a, a president. And this Abraham Lincoln could not have been more relaxed in every situation to the point that I think it was like, I don't know, it was uh, midway through the fifth hour of the film. <laughs> and 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 it's Lincoln, and Lincoln goes to start another <laughs> conversation where they're like, Lincoln, you know, the fucking this, that and the other thing. And the uh, um, the Democrats are not, all the ones that said that they would vote to get rid of slavery. All the Democrats said, no, we're voting to keep slavery. And so you lost all the influence you thought you were going to have. And he's like, well, did I ever tell you about about my great grandmother's carrot patch? And it's like, oh, oh, my what, God. When he does that, one of the senator, one of the yes. guys in the room literally goes. Is are you is he gonna tell another story? If you tell another story, I'm leaving. And he start he carries on the story and the guy yes. fucking leaves. And he leaves. I was just I was talking about that exact scene because <laughs> that is the only thing that let me finish that movie is the fact that that character piped up and said, Oh my god, if he tells another tale or like whatever the fuck he said. Like as soon as he said that, I'm like, All right, I'm not alone here. This guy understands. I'll watch the rest of the movie. But if he 
Like that is a movie that could have been 45, 40 minutes shorter and it wouldn't have lost a thing. It would have been better. It was a movie that is almost up its own ass in how long they took to do anything. And I don't like that. I it was, it was, it, man. I, I like seeing him on screen. I, I rewatched There Will Be Blood that same night you watched that because uh, I fucking love that Lincoln, shit. I will say, without Daniel Day Lewis, is that, that, yeah, Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. without him as Lincoln, that movie is unwatchable. Okay, it's I'll not agree just with that. Bad, it okay, is unwatchably yeah. bad because if you listen to the dialogue itself and the actual discussions about politics, it's it's re- it's it's retarded. It's not at all how things happened in those days. I had to like pull up a fucking Wikipedia page. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Like, what the fuck is what? Like back then, people just in the middle of Congress would there was no uh, uh, rapport at all, it, no decorum. It was all just ah, this man is a rapist. Like yeah. this, that, that kind of shit. It's like no, this that didn't happen. He's a Negro lover. Ah, uh, what will we have next? Votes for women. Harum, 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 harum. <laughs> like everybody got mad. It's like that no, not at all. You know what that was? That was some cunty liberal writer going, "All my all my friends are gonna be so happy that I put this in there." Yep. Uh, of of every all them going, hey, look at look at this scene of all the white guys, uh, you know the ones who are also responsible for all the freedoms. Uh, look at all these ones, all the shitty Democrats. We won't mention that they're Democrats because this is right before an election, and uh, and we don't want to do that because you know they actually did that. The the writer of that movie said when they asked like, hey, you really played down the part about slavery where all the Republicans wanted to get rid of it and all the Democrats wanted to keep. Oh, it. I thought they played it up. I thought it was it was constantly there. It was, I was, it was all about. The- and there, there was a good deal of that, but there was in this question where he, this guy was asked, he's like, yes, well, of course, we all know the parties have shifted, and before such a, an, an impactful election, we didn't want to confuse the voter base. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. If that will confuse your bo- voter base, then, well, you get Donald Trump's president. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. you don't, if, if that confuses your voter base, because I, I, I really hope that people aren't watching Lincoln and being like, man, my, my, uh. My political views are changing rapidly throughout this film. It's like, oh, God, then you didn't have... They did deserve their freedom. Yep. <laughs> oh, perhaps they did. Perhaps they're not just savages for our delight. I, uh, I, I, I fucking I watched... Watch, oh, uh, uh, John Adams. Watch that on HBO if you have... Yeah, I've been intending John to. Adams. It's yeah. another one where it's not as good as I want it to be. I like the I'm actor. A big, yeah, uh, Paul, Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. I'm such a big Paul Giamatti fan that I, I want to like it a lot. You would enjoy it. Yeah, you like I, that I, I, I've been thinking about watching that. I've watched their fucking There Will Be Blood for like the fourth or fifth time ever. I fucking love it's Daniel Plainview. It's like, my name is Daniel Plainview, and yes. I am an oil man. And when I tell you I am an oil man, you will believe me. And what I do here is very much a family affair. This is my son, H.W., and, and my, my well in Coyote Springs just came in, and I can get the tools very fast, and, and the lumber as well. And these things come by friendship in a rush. And it's like, oh, my God, this guy is such a goddamn sociopath. He's, he's the best. He's so fucking good. When he, when he blows his gasket at the end, bastard and a basket! Bastard and a basket! <laughs> it's the intensity level of that character is it, you don't see that in very and it, it's sustained. There is never there isn't a, there isn't too many times where Daniel Plainview goes, ah, I think I'll have a bit of lemonade and enjoy the day. Like, no, no, no. He's always fucking like at a at a nine or a ten. It's one or the other. They have that meeting with Standard Oil or whatever, and they're like, We'll make you a millionaire sitting here. And he's like, I'm going to come to you one night while you're asleep. And I'm going to cut your throat. What? 
Daniel, why, why are you talking crazy and saying you're going to cut my throat? I am going to come to you one night where you sleep, and I am going to cut your throat. Don't you ever tell me how to raise my family. Don't you tell me how to raise my family. And they're just like, oh, God, he, this like, maniac. That's what he sounds like in that movie is he, he, a guy who's trying his best to seem reasonable and calm, but mm-hmm. all he can get to is that quiet voice where he's not quite talking the way normal people talk. And his voice, his mouth, is enunciating in a way that people don't enunciate. And it's like, that's not... like I think He's Cal- so high-strung that he's that's as low as he can get. Apparently, that was the accent of California at the time because he's insane. And, and so, like, he made sure he, like, hit that accent. Because, like, the, the Lincoln accent is, like, Indiana slash uh, Kentucky, right? For, for that time period. Like, he's a madman with these accents. I watched that video that's, like... Every Daniel Day-Lewis accent, it's like maybe eight minutes long, but he's done like six or eight movies. So it's like a minute devoted to each one, and his accent is changing from like, and it's different time periods too. It's like 18th century posh American accent, and then like 17th century British, and then it's like Ireland like street thug guy, and then it's like London street thug guy, and then, then he's got to be the New York accent for, uh, when he's, uh, for Gangs of New York, and it's, it's incredible. I'm, I'm a big fucking fan. So intense. Ah, and yeah. he bashes that yeah. guy's brains in with that fucking... Oh, Paul Dano, or ba- whatever, uh, Dano's his last name, the uh, the actor who plays the priest. <laughs> Eli. Eli. Your brother, Eli. Your brother Paul. He was the chosen one, Eli. They should have put you in a jar on the man. <laughs> you, Eli, who, who slithered from your mother's filth. And Eli's just bawling, like crying. Like, Stop crying! Stop crying! It was a- <laughs> you really have watched this movie like four times in the last week. <laughs> I love this shit so much, man. Oh. <laughs> Eli. This- oh, man, I love that shit. That, that uh, impression by you, that is right up. That's one peg down from your sling blade impression. Like, that's, 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 <laughs> but that's just almost as good. That's very Thank you. Yeah, I, like I, I, I fucking love that movie. If no, if, if somebody's listening to this and you actually haven't seen There Will Be Blood, like like it's so goddamn good. I, I watched that and then I watched their the um No Country for Old Men this week. Reach yeah, rewatched that one as well. Remember, um, it's There Will Be Blood, not Blood Diamond. Absolutely, Blood Diamond is a lesser film. It's not not good, not good. Huh. Oh, I have an update on politics stuff. <clears throat> have you ever heard of Paige Carter? Yes, I have. Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know the what. Name, they I don't know do. who that is, but I've heard the name many okay, times. Okay, so I might even be messing up. I'm sixty percent sure his name's Paige Carter. It could be Carter, Carter, Page. Page. Carter Page. Yeah, um, but he's an advisor to Trump. I don't know if he's still there, but he was a campaign advisor, and it looks like the Obama administration. I'm not sure, but while they were campaigning. Um, they got a FISA court like warrant to tap this guy's phone approved because they believed that he was colluding with the Russians. And I'm reading this article, their story, I think it's Washington Post or something. It's kind of blue, the art of the news source. And I'm like, depending on whether you wear blue or red colored glasses, either this totally like justifies what Trump has been saying. Like, ah, I told you my phones were tapped. I know I said Trump Tower was wiretapped, but they, they, they wiretapped my man here. So, you know, he's a guy that I talk to and, and then that's like wiretapping me. Like if you wear the red glasses, you wear that. If you wear the blue glasses, it's holy fuck. This is even more smoke 
you know, with regards to Trump colluding with the Russians. A court actually approved a wiretap on this guy to catch him in colluding with the Russians. And uh, I guess time will tell which, which of these glasses is right or both or whatever. But um, I don't know. I just thought it was a pretty big story. Like uh, a Trump advisor got a wiretap approved against him from the FISA court and let the spinning begin. What's FISA court? Is that financial? No, no it's, a, it's, it's a request sort of, to... Do you want to go? Uh, it sounds like you might know. I've, <coughs> I heard the Ben Shapiro show, so I don't know 100... Like, mm-hmm. I don't recall exactly what he said. He explained it very well. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I will not. Tell me it's if you think this is yes. right. It's like a fast-moving court that approves internal government stuff. Does that sound right? Yeah, in regard to... Um, in regard to gathering information on foreign officials. Okay. Yes. And so basically what it was is uh, they, so the Obama administration, uh, you know, put those FISA requests in for people in Russia and around so they could tap them. And then, uh, so when people say that they, they wiretapped Trump, it's not true. It's like more they transitively, like they tapped these people and then they were seeing who they were talking to. The illegal part is what Susan Rice did when she revealed those names because if nothing illegal was taking place you can't just say ah i'm revealing this american citizen's identity uh because fisa doesn't allow you to do that it only lets you like if something's illegal taking place then yeah you can you can reveal that and and take proper recourse but if there's nothing illegal you're not allowed to disseminate that information uh which she did to the the state department and so that was what that thing was about as far as fisa is concerned and so like the way i understand it is like the people saying that he was wiretapped are wrong because he wasn't wiretapped. The people saying he wasn't being surveilled are wrong because this is a way of sur- being surveilled in a roundabout way. But the real, but even that's well, the not only thing the people, is, I don't think it's routine. The, the illegal, the only illegal thing is <clears throat> revealing the names and disseminating it. It's that's the it's, illegal thing. It's all it's routine and normal and expected to be tapping like conversations with the Russians, like the Russian ambassador and certain key Russian players. So if you're calling them, like if Kyle's phone's tapped for some reason, can you guys still hear me? You're frozen on my screen. Okay. If Kyle's phone's tapped for some reason and I call him, it is wrong to say that they tap my phone. Right. You know, like that. And that's what Trump is saying, but Trump's advisor. I guess, yeah. If you talk to Kyle. I was caught up in the web of Kyle's surveillance, you know. And incidental surveillance. That's that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, they, yeah. What it is is that if you call a Russian diplomat, a fucking switch flicks somewhere, whether it's physically or meta- or uh, or electronically, and they start recording everything you fucking say. And there's a transcript of that that exists in an enormous database. And every fucking phone call that's ever happened like that, mm-hmm. same thing is true for that. Right. Now, but this time, the the actual target was a Trump mm-hmm. advisor. So, it, what is it, this guy an advice? He works for Google. Look, I've heard him called a Trump campaign advisor, and that's where my knowledge ends. You know, it sounded like he was legitimately like Trump campaign payroll, and uh, and they were surveilling him, right? Not a Russian that he called, him, anyone that he called, because they believed he was colluding with the Russians. And then, like I was saying, uh, depending on whether you look through this, you know, the blue or red lens. Either it's more smoke, like, oh, my God, you know, the CIA believed him to be colluding with the Russians or, oh, my God, Obama's so dirty. They actually did surveil Trump people. One of those or both of those. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much of like, like, 
it's so easy to want to just believe one thing, but like so many things can be true at once, you know? Like it can be true that there is, uh, you know, Trump was roundabout, his administration was being targeted and having information disseminated. That can be true. And it can also be true that Obama did not target Trump with wiretapping and shit like that. Like it's, it's almost it's definitely not, they're not true. mutually exclusive. It's almost definitely true. It is definitely true that the Russians wanted Trump to win. They hated Hillary. They had problems with her. They had all these agencies and online astronauts. They might be regretting it now. <clears throat> they might be. But um because that same shit happened. Everybody <laughs> but Yeah, yeah. But the, the they wanted Donald to win. And whether Donald was saying like what he, no, I have nothing to do with that, whatever. Do we or how, how do we kind of cheering that? him on and being happy that, you know, like, ah, oh, hey, any enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like you know, and it, it also seems consistent with a lot of Trump things to not know that what he was doing was such a big deal. You know, to thinking like, yeah. you know, they definitely wanted him to I win. I don't give Trump that excuse as much as other people. Like people, mm. act, oh, he's such a fucking idiot, such a dope. Like he's not. He's not a stupid man. Like I think that if it does come out that he did something that was like totally, totally illegal. And he says, like, I have no idea unless it's like some obscure law. Like, I would think that he knows for like the same like he's mm. had to be careful with legal shit for a long time being a billionaire. So you would think that he would like not. I don't know. I just I think there's a lot of that does that for him. Yeah. I, I, like every contract is drawn by another guy. Every contract is double checked by another guy. I yeah, like I, I've, I've heard him in his depositions, you know, um, and, and I was listening to his deposition reading because I was looking into this conspiracy theory that he's not able to read. Um, I don't buy that. And there's carry a, on. No. Uh, and, and there's a point in the deposition where they ask him, you know, you know, what does this document say? And he's like, you want me to read it? He's like, well, we just want your understanding of what's in front of you. He's like, well, I don't have my glasses. Well, we can blow it up, make it big for you. Well, I guess, I guess I could read it. <laughs> like, they like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, like, blow it up and bring it back. And he's like, well, uh, it's like basically what it says here is that, uh, you know, I'm uh, liable for anything. Well, well, could you read this part? Well, well, it says I'm liable. It says I'm liable for all the things, right? And it's just like, it's this weird thing where you like, think it doesn't it was, seem... But, but even it's like that, he's Mayweather. Even, <laughs> even that is not, like, if I saw a businessman and take Trump out of it, okay? Just, just billionaire number six. Put him in there. And he does that same song and dance. That same song and dance of I don't know. We can blow it up. I don't know if I want to read it. Well, it basically says this. I, I immediately look at that and go, that is someone who knows they probably did something wrong, and they don't want to read this passage because it will elucidate more clearly what they've Perhaps. done wrong or what they're not Perhaps. allowed to do. Because obviously, if the if the passage said uh, you can continue to do exactly what you were doing and don't even worry about it, get up, get some lunch, enjoy yourself, and see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like if that, it, like he it, just it read did it. have something to do with it's, like tenants and liability in a housing situation like it was something like that he, so then he may have been liable and he didn't want to read it perhaps so perhaps so. I, I i want to change the this subject i know we're almost done here mm -hmm. um i watched this video the other day I, I don't know how it got in my related videos but it's called it's eight minutes long so we don't need to watch it but it's this guy jocko willink or something like that i guess he's kind of famous he's an ex-navy seal and uh, the, the video was called Navy Seal on Martial Arts. And I wanted to hear it. And I went into it thinking that I, I was going to disagree with him. I was like, I bet this is a guy who says something like MMA is stupid. Like, you know, what we do is like, you know, in the field and, you know, you never see us or so. I, I expect him to have this high and mighty attitude. Because yeah, of I've seen is. that from a lot of guys. You know, Mar uh, 
military martial arts trainers who say, you know what? If I was in the ring with Anderson Silva, he would beat me at the sport. If he came into my world, I would kill him. Right? That's yeah. The, yeah, that's I expected something like that from this guy. He starts <laughs> off and he's like, people ask me about self-defense. What what style do I need to go with to learn mm-hmm. self-defense? What what do I need to learn? What kind of um, techniques or grabs or holds or, or what sport should I engage myself in? He's like, a gun. Get a gun, because that trumps everything. Get a gun, get trained on how to use the gun, get a concealed carry permit for the gun, and then none of that other stuff matters. Get a gun, get a gun, get a gun, get a gun. <laughs> and then he moves on from that. He's like, and then if we're, if we're, if we're really talking about being actually prepared physically to defend yourself, uh, you know, it's jujitsu. It's Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It all starts there. He's like, and he goes through it and, and, and talks about jiu-jitsu and how like a guy who's just a little bit trained in jiu-jitsu will just tap this other guy. He's like, usually got to tap him four, five times in a row, and then they get it. You've got mm-hmm. something they don't have. They understand now. He's like, and then after that, maybe Western boxing. That's where you learn how to punch people in the fucking head. You know, that's good. That's good stuff. Up, and you, he's like, also, boxing. you learn how to keep distance from some. boxing, you see. And, and also, you learn how to keep distance, uh, which is important, too. And then he's like, then I think he said maybe uh, Muay Thai. You know, it's a different kind of striking. He's like, and then maybe some wrestling, you know, and if, if that's what you want to do. Uh, and then, of course, if you really want to get crazy, you, you learn knife fighting and, and stick fighting and all that stuff. And he, it, it's an eight-minute video, so it boils down to all that. But I loved how he started yeah, with me too. gun, 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 gun. Forget <laughs> about karate chopping people. He's like, if you think you can take on five guys, that ain't going to happen. Like, like, Another you know, thing it, he calls out, and I think I've seen this video, yeah. I'm almost certain, is uh, if you're a woman. He's like, if you're a woman, gun, 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 gun. Even if you train you know, martial arts for six years... You might still lose, but with a gun, yeah. you'll win. You know, that's the equalizer. And yeah. yeah. What I he didn't say, advice. and I don't, Kyle has experience with this. I think pepper spray is a decent second place. I, I think? Here's why I, I have some pepper spray. Uh, I have some like OC spray that's like tear gas and pepper spray. And right? yeah, if I, if I shot, and, and in my thought process, I'm like, I don't want to fucking shoot some maniac who's like causing a problem with me at the gas station, but I might fucking tear gas his what ass. If he's a drunk. For, oh god, he drugs or something. Ever. That would deal. The, that would do the. That would do the trick. But my thought is like, you can power your way through it. I think. And, and what if? What if he's got a knife, right? And he doesn't need to be okay in thirty seconds. He doesn't need to be able to see. He just needs to be able to like ah run at me and like stab me a bunch of times. And even though he's blind and like in pain, he's still stabbing me and I'm in a lot more pain, right? I'm dead. Mm-hmm. So like a gun is just gonna fucking trump the shit out of that. But I like pepper spray. I, I it, I'm telling you, it, it when I got shot with pepper spray, I wanted no more of anything else that was going on. And it wasn't a uh, a choice that I, I was making. It, it wasn't at all. It was the choice was being made for me. It my, my eyelids felt like they were turning inside out and flipping up, but I was blind. Like it felt like that. I don't know what was actually happening. I guess there's just a lot of pepper spray under my eyelids, but it's it's fucking awful. And you can't breathe either with the OC spray. Um, I, can't, I never know what OC stands for. It's like obsessin uh, cap, capsulin or something. It, it's but anyway. Wait, that what did you say is, it was original content? <laughs> original content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what it stands for. It stands for some real bad shit you don't want inside of your body. And and when you inhale that stuff, like the amount of snot that comes out is startling. You're like, this is all snot, right? Like my brain isn't leaking some co- sort of <laughs> fluid, right? Like this isn't stuff I need because so much snot is flowing and uh, the burning doesn't stop for like 20 minutes. Completely incapacitated, but still, like like I, it's it's, it's like 
that thing runs out of juice. Like you keep it in your glove box. It might get the aperture might get dusty. And when you go to squirt, it might shoot some weird stream. Like when you try to piss after having sex and it just kind of. <laughs> Dude, like, I like, have like, a story like, about what that. What is the moment Split. of truth you pull out the pepper spray and go. My, and like get it on the guy's shirt. Let me jump in. My, my wife had a pepper spray little bottle on her keychain, And, uh, you know, I'm in college it's before I trained in anything or whatever. But I always felt like. I was a little bit of a badass because I had that ace in the hole, right? I remember I saw some guy, I thought, arguing too roughly with his girl. And I just hung around a while, you know, in case that guy needed to be pepper sprayed. You know, knowing it was there. It's like, if you've ever concealed carry a gun, not that you look into trouble, you just know that if trouble went down, like, you kind of know you have a gun. You know, like, that's a thing. I kind of knew I had pepper spray. And then, whatever, five, six years later... We were like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's make the pepper spray go off. It was like a fire extinguisher with no pressure. Like, it had just leaked and became not a weapon somewhere. I'm sure there was a dried up clump of pepper spray in the bottom of that little can. And it, it you know, yeah, it, was, it wasn't. Like Saber it Red. didn't work. Saber Red is the good stuff. S A B R E Red. That's, that's, I'm on that's that what website we website right now. I was trying to find out what OC stood for, but I didn't come up with it. It's like obsession chemicals. I can't even pronounce the shit. It's mm. it's a long word. Um, obsession. No, I can't. Um, but, but you it's like saber red. I, my wife had it. In, That's what I got shot with. It was a little smaller than that. It was just it was a little keychain and it had a leather like pouch for the, the pepper spray. Her father had bought it for her because sometimes she walked from classes to her car in a parking lot, and yeah. you know it's a good idea. I, actually, maybe I should do that for my daughter. But uh, I've got, I, uh, I ordered some off Amazon the other day. It was like $12. I got, uh, it's, it's about this big, about that big around. And it's this, it's, I, I test it. I always test those things because of the scenario you just described. And mm -hmm. I, I just gave it a little, like one of those. And it's fucking, I'm like, oh yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Yeah. This particular one, I think that when you used it, you like broke a seal. Like you couldn't just give a one second squirt, like a uh, fire extinguisher. I don't know if yeah. you've ever like made if one of those, you'd and then just expect that thing to leak out. Like, you've broken the seal. You need to take it to someone to get it fixed again. Hmm. Really? Not all fire extinguishers? I thought that was all fire extinguishers. Um, well, there, you could pull the pin on a fire extinguisher and then put out a fire and then sit it right back down. And the next day, pick it up again and put out another fire. And then the next day, pick it up again and put out another fire. And Maybe then a year from now, mine. pick it up again and put no, out another fire. with mine, I swear I know this to be true. I spray it a little bit. And then you come back four days later, and that little pressure valve has gone to the red, and it's done. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I use um, we use the CO two, uh, not CO two, but um, oh, I, is it Type C? I don't. I, I buy. You look bunches at the ratings. Of, of, yeah. Yeah, I, I buy bunches of them at a time. I can get them for like six dollars a piece, already charged. And uh, I don't know. I, I like playing with fire extinguishers. Oh yeah. No, mine are like fifty yeah. bucks, and I usually make. Like the cheapest one, they're like, hey, this puts out wood. And it's like, no, no, because sometimes my fires are like grease fires. Scarier than or, that. Yeah, you know, it's engine Yeah, normally fire. it would be 50 bucks, but I'm going to the place that um, like refills them. And he's mm -hmm. got some that are no longer like serviceable. So you couldn't refill it and then put it in a business because of the mm -hmm. like federal requirements that, oh, your business needs a type B fire extinguisher eight feet from the stove. You know, they have those requirements with restaurants and such. But like, so this can't fill that need anymore. So it's not worth very much but i'm gonna take it in the field and like do something silly with it so right right just, it's just for whatever fires the firecracker started yeah you know. or if i'm doing something else silly with it i like shooting those things and yeah. making them explode and put stuff out that's fun 
We're getting fun a, and I like spraying them too. That's fun too. We, uh, my cousin and I broke into a, a factory when we were like 11 or something, 12, that was like <laughs> back behind his did. house. Uh-huh. And we, we, we like had a fire extinguisher war, not no, because in the movies, it's always, it's always in the movies, a CO2 fire extinguisher. Go back to Tremors 2 when to, to, to they're, they're trying to defeat the like thermal vision of the graboids. And so they shoot themselves with CO2 and they cool way down so they don't appear uh, with their body heat temporarily. And so we thought that's how it was. And we're like spraying these things in this building. And it's this like, it tastes like salt uh, when it's in the air, but it's this thick, like choking smoke. And it was so bad. We, don't, we, we were almost overcome by the goddamn fumes. <laughs> like we're like, we're like running upstairs trying to get above the fumes and like, ah, ah, what is that stuff? What is that stuff? Like, that's it was great. Awful. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, what the fuck were you doing? Not a good story, but I finished my taxes today and I am. <laughs> So drained today. Uh, well, I still have to send out the uh, payments and shit, but I, like all the actual shit is done. That's where I am. Mine are in envelopes, stamped with checks signed, but they're not in the mail yet. And uh, I just hated it. I started my taxes a few weeks ago, and what I, if, in my process anyway, I, I like to do my own taxes. Like one of my degrees is in accounting, and I feel like I'm supposed to. And um, I have TurboTax, and when I install it and enter the first of our information, I've broken the seal. And then I'll just take 1099s and stuff and, like, you know, just make – first I do all the data entry, and then I go through all my expenses, and I just chip away at it until today when I was like, you know what, I'm going to just get this thing behind me, and I finished. And I hated every second of doing my taxes. It was awful. I don't know. It sucks. I, Can I, I ask why don't you have someone else do it? I mean, I know you have that background, and maybe it's maybe maybe you're like a retired mechanic who would never like change their own. I think that's a good comparison. Yeah, I've I've done. I was gonna say thousands. That's probably exaggerated. I've probably done. You did hundreds, though. You've done it as your profession. Like, yeah, I I guess that's why. But like, I always, I've always had someone else do those things. I, I, just do it and. I, I didn't like it. Think of how many <laughs> man hours we would save if it was way, way simpler and easier. Across, like, the nation? Yeah, across, like, the oh. whole country. Ah, yeah, well, well, think about all of the tax professionals who would be out of a job. Right? <laughs> think about the that's... IRS uh, uh, employees <laughs> who would be out of a job, right? Look at, look at these job-killing all those ideas. IRS, all those there. IRS employees could go find a much better job in the private find, sector. They'd love it. Find... Dude, I got a like couple a thoughts on this. One, look for a job. The, most More? of the tax code rules are good ones. <laughs> like people have this idea that tax code is like unnecessarily complicated. But what happens is, you know, like some stripper writes off breast implants, and now we have to set up a rule. Like, is that a, is that a business expense or not? Um, it is, isn't it? It is. That actually went to court, and now strippers can get breast implants. But prior to that. They were getting busted because they were writing them off, and people were like, no, these things are for personal use, not for professional use. And there's a debate that could be had, but I agree with what the tax court said, that if a stripper gets breast implants, then those are Yeah, in the same way, if your contractor bought an F-250, like what, he's not allowed to take his kids to school in the thing? Uh, no, actually, he's supposed yeah. to write off the percentage of business and personal use and, and divide it up that that's way. That's what they should do with the titties. That's what they should do with the titties. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're only using these 20% for work. Someone's a bit of a whore. All right. Like, 80% of people getting to knock these around for free, huh? Like, so, <laughs> so the tax put a code. Put odometer on them titties. Like, every time I learn something, like, okay, the, um. The, the rate at which you can write things off, right? A lot of things you can write off just, I take it all this year. But if it's like a 
durable asset like a building or something. I think buildings are 39 and a half years. And that's about right. And there is a good reason why you shouldn't be able to write off a building in five years. And there's a good reason that you shouldn't write off a horse in 40 farm years. Farm equipment is, a, is one that's different. Yeah, farm it's, equipment. Is that five years? Um, I had a friend who knew everything off the top of his head. How long you take it over. I had but, a friend. But you know. You'd ask him like, "Hey, what's the class? What's the IRS class life on a pig?" And he'd be like, "Ooh, you're like foreign or domestic?" And he's like, "What? <laughs> I didn't know there were two. And uh, <laughs> you know, common. <laughs> but um, yeah, he knew the, everything about it. He just had it locked down. But you know, computer, it's five years. I think that might be a little long. Um, and and That's like all these rules had to get created because people were like. Well, heck, if you ride off a, a horse over the course of 50 years, like a racehorse, then you're probably exaggerating your profits, right? Yeah, that bitch only lives 30 years. And he probably only races, what, five? I'm making that up. You know? <laughs> I don't But, they, you know, the stud money has got to be, like, the... I feel... Like, like I don't know shit, but, like... Yeah. I, 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 I sh I've, been to the, I've been to the horse auctions in Kentucky and maybe mm -hmm. for sales or something like that. And, like, I, like, like, I've heard all these crazy stories about these Japanese guys and these Arab guys who are also... Both like like there's these Japanese like car guys like that's how they made their billions and then there are these uh, these Arab oil guys who are who are infinitely rich and they all compete to buy these ridiculous thoroughbred horses that can be millions of dollars and oftentimes they purchase this crazy expensive horse and they're like never race it only stud him <laughs> like and, and they like remove like whatever but everybody's but but he's the descendant of two triple crown winners or and like and, and smoky's ghost and like billy bob's <laughs> mother and and the tycoon west and they're they, they, that bloodline's here and they're like it'll be a stud horse for i say it shall be and then they, they just do that like they, they talk about the money that gets thrown away on this well fucking thing. i shouldn't have chosen an area in which i'm so ignorant but if you run a small snowplow business you write off that truck over 10 years if you write it off over 50 years, you're exaggerating how much money you make. You know, yeah. you're wearing that truck out. If you write it off after two years, then you're exaggerating your business expenses. And, uh, you know, like all these laws got made because somebody was a bit of a dick and, and tried to bend the rules. Um, carried interest right now is a problem where people run these mutual funds and hedge funds and say that the payment they're getting for it is actually interest and dividends. When in reality, they're totally just charging a percentage of the fees, like size, and it, it's not Who interest. Who are you to say what my money is for? Right? It's like, all right, <laughs> we, we tax interest at this much and ordinary income at this much. And they're like, oh, well, my payment has declared interest. And yeah, you're I'm like, that <laughs> <other kind of laughs> yeah. And it's like, the fuck? You know, so that was one of the things. It's actually in Trump's campaign. He said he was going to fix that. Uh, it's, it's too, we'll see. He's coming up with a tax plan. But, um, uh, yeah, so all these rules have to get like fixed, and people are like, "Oh, don't you think tax code's too complicated?" It is, but it's the fix for a thousand douchebags. A million. Of a I million can't wait to talk about the United Airlines thing on PK too. That's that's gonna be a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, call it a wrap. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Painkiller Nearly episode one thirty nine. Wait, I nearly hit the wrong button.